Ouais. Hello, possums. I am pleased to have the honor to welcome all you to our show. We are Offensive Points, and we are very thankful for the opportunity to join the IDP Guys community. So shout out to Nathan and Ricky. Head over to idpguys.org and check out all the tools offered. Justin and Joseph drop their waiver wire pod every Tuesday live, so go check it out. Absolutely awesome stuff. Also, head over to idpguys.org and use promo code POSSUM to snag 50% off a season-long subscription. All this will do is secure the dubs and in turn secure the bag for you. So I just wanted to give a quick intro, explain what to expect with us, and then we'll get on with our game previews for week 10. We dive into every position, preview the games so you guys don't have to. So step one with our show, we are mildly obsessed with possums and we'll refer to our listeners and ourselves as possums. This is our brand and we love it. We will refer to our community as the passel. That's number two. For those of you that don't know, a passel is a large community of possums. You will also hear us bet fireball shots with one another. You are welcome to join along. We do love drinking. No, we do not have a fireball sponsorship, but if you guys know anyone, holler at us. So without further ado, Philly Manziel is in the one corner. He's wearing a, is that a Falcons jersey? It's Kyler. Boy's back. Kyler jersey. Return of the the king. The mouse king. You can follow him. At Ombre Vendor on the Twixter. In the other corner, we have Josh Hall. He is wearing a green polo and is our resident <laughs> Eagles expert. Follow him at Josh Hall SDL with one H. And lastly, my name is Joe. I've been talking this whole time. I'm the one holding the pupa. Bullocks, I just dropped the pupa. Do you see me? Just kidding. Shout out to my Solar Opposites fans out there. Follow me at OP Joe with two E's. Follow the show at Offensive Points and follow the crew at IDP. Guys, lastly, Hit subscribe so you can be notified for all of our shows. If you have a question, throw it in the chat, and we will get to it when we can. Remember, guys, we live it so you can win it. So that was a very long-winded intro. Josh, Billy, what's up? Quick way to get us canceled. Some Dan Harmon uh, comments there. Uh, love it. Love a good start to this new uh, new platform. No, happy to be here. Happy uh, for Nate and Ricky and all those guys at IDP guys. Uh, happy to be here and I appreciate all the help getting us all set up and ready to go after one week of, you know, conversation so uh glad to be here number four is green shirt is an asshole i'm pretty sure that's somewhere on the list we probably should have done that and ironically i'm wearing a green shirt i meant to change but like i was scrambling to get in here so here we you are. have to stay on brand you have to stay on brand as a green shirt if, if i you're just not wear one it gets a little confusing of who's who um yes and i am ombre vendor billy on tw- or billy and then Humber Vendor on Twitter. Um, yeah, you know, I like stumbling my way into this. Um, we already have a familiar face in the chat. Rougarou, welcome in. It's good to have you, my friend. Our, what our is friend. up, sir? Yes, it is good to be here on this new platform. All right. Well, possums out there alike. Uh, one thing we like to do on this podcast is give out fireball bets, as Joe mentioned. And Coming into a new show, I figured, you know what? I got to pay up on one right away. So I made a bet in week, I think it was three or four. I can't remember which. One of the two. That Najee Harris for the entire season of, uh, you know, the 2023 season, that he would not have a rush at or over 25 yards. And by God, against the Tennessee Titans, 
he had a 26-yard rush. I didn't think he had it in him, but by God, he did it. So cheers to everyone out there. This is the first fireball shot of the new podcast stream. So good to be here, and bottoms up. You all can fill. And while, while, while we're at it, I'm going to go ahead and take one of mine, um, which it is turning over to be a normal thing. Uh, but in our uh, pre-season uh, podcast fireball you know, predictions, um, I said that Javante Williams would have the best career blah, blah, blah of a person coming off an ACL. And he has not done that yet. Although he is picking up, I do have to say, we'll, I said we'll know when it happens, but Brees Hall has shown that it has not happened. Brees Hall has had a better return from ACL. So I'm just going to go ahead and uh, it's crown Apple, but you know, you get the gist. Well, we don't have a sponsor. I think Jordan yet, so Brooks okay. has had the better ACL recovery of either of them, but you know. I mean, like I said, Javante just didn't. So I thought it was a thing. Um, also, I want to apologize to any the IDP guys who are currently also on a live stream doing some IDP week 10 stuff. I did pop into your podcast for two seconds and I am green shirt guy. My apologies. Nice. <laughs> yes. Get used to that. He is an asshole and he inserts himself into things he doesn't belong in. So that being said, let's get I before we get into the actual what we're here to do today, we're going to preview week 10 every game. We're going to talk about mostly all offense, but we will touch on some IDP topics. But before we get into that. I just want to ask you all, what is the most unlikely return that happened this week between Martavis Bryant, who came back seemingly out of nowhere, um, just completely did not know he was even still thinking about playing football, but he came back and signed with a team. It's that. Or Blake Martinez, who was a Pokemon uh, collector who sold and cracked called Blake's Breaks. That was the name of his Pokemon card break uh, company, I guess. For And he was found to be a fraud, so... They kicked him out of the community, and instead of just you know trying to figure out that, he decided to jump back into football. So between Blake Martinez and Martavis Bryant, which is the most shocking return? I feel like you also got to put Carson Wentz in there, but he was like still playing football last year and didn't retire by any means. He, but he was coming. He was coming at some point. We knew it was coming. But honestly, it's Martavis Bryant. As much as the Pokemon thing happened, which you know a lot of friends and family in the the Pokemon industry love it, but uh, no, it's it's Martavis Bryant. And even though he still played football, like and then the Cowboys signed him, and I was like, and that was their league. They couldn't have traded for a wide receiver at the trade deadline. They waited a week later to pick up Martavis Bryant. That's the game changer right there. Like. I don't know who they thought they did. Maybe they thought they got Des Bryant. I don't know. What I don't know what happened. To take a great quote from Josh, I think it's Blake Martinez. I completely disagree with you, Josh. It is Blake Martinez because you know Martavis Bryant. He was he was working out, man. He was trying to get another shot in the league. He's working his ass off. You don't work your ass off when you're selling Pokemon cards, and you're damn sure not working your ass off when you get found a fraud. So he got out of football shape, and now he's going to get back into football shape. And I really hope there are a lot of Pokemon jokes uh, throughout this season. I don't know if uh, sure. the announcers know what Pokemon is, though. They'll probably pronounce it Pokemon. Pokemon. No, Everyone knows but it, what Pokemon is. It'll be funny to see them try to seamlessly work that back into uh, into whatever their game call is for Blake Martinez. Um, <laughs> Pikachu! Okay. Pikachu! Yeah. Uh, with that being said, guys, let's just get right into it. We are on to week 10. Uh the trade deadline for most fantasy platforms is bearing down on us. So um, we'll probably get into a little bit of that next week. Yes, Josh. Thanks for raising your hand. The audio audience, Josh just raised his hand. I'm in charge of, I'm in charge of quarterback. So I was going to kick this off, but you just, oh, okay. Yeah, Josh, I'll let you means, finish. I'll let you finish. The floor is you yours, sir. Have nothing to say. Audio audience. Believe me, this is par for the course. You will get used to this. 
Oh, was this your first Josh, time? Oh, my Josh apologies. just inserts himself into things. That, I raised know. my hand. You could have finished. I, I don't know. The, the audio audience didn't know I was raising my hand, so you didn't have to say it. All right. Go Without ahead. further ado, let's get into some football. Uh, we got the Chiefs, Dolphins, Eagles, and Rams on a bye, so we are missing the three of the top five quarterbacks, two of uh, the top two wide receivers, I should say, a few great running backs, and two top tight ends. So things should surely get interesting this week for fantasy, leading to some desperation starts. And speaking of desperation, if you're playing anyone from this game, you're probably pretty desperate. It's Carolina versus Chicago, the battle for the number one draft pick. It's up for grabs here. And sadly, the Bears want to win this one to better their chances for it, or they lose and better their chances for it. I don't know. It's a tough call. Anyway, getting into the quarterbacks of this game, you don't want any part of that shit. Just want to get you out of there, get out and run. Uh, obviously, you're keeping Bryson Dynasty and do not sell at his lowest. Do not let, listen to those offers that are coming in because I know they are. And Badgett was a fun story, and hopefully he can do something but i would advise against it i get why it's juicy but i hope that you have a better option maybe in superflex or desperation tight ends combat has been a, a badgeant favorite and should be started here averaging 20 points the last two weeks uh with tyson under center and is there a tight end in carolina the answer is you don't want him starting on your team you're sitting tommy tremble and hayden hurst and whoever that other guy is ian thomas you Tommy Tremble's an all-timer, man. Whatever. You know, it was, whatever. It was some other. It was some other random. It was some other guy. It was a rando last week. I saw right. that come across, and I don't know who that was. That's just that that helps no one moment. Yeah, for real. Absolutely zero. <clears throat> so, uh, Cleo Herbert, he might be back this week. He practiced full the last two days. He has not been activated yet. Uh, but with blasting game out, Foreman might be more involved as a bruising type back if Cleo Herbert plays. I have no idea how this backfield is going to shake out. It's a great matchup for whoever plays, but I'm really envisioning a really nasty committee. Uh, if Herbert is out, Foreman, I think, is a must-start RB2, especially against the Panthers. And then on the Carolina side, uh, Chuba got fed, but he was very inefficient. Sanders got scraps, but he was very efficient. So I think Sanders' performance against Indy will get him more action. The Bears have been better against the run, but are still a really decent matchup. If I can, I'm trying to leave both of these guys on my bench, though. Yeah, Bears running backs has been, dude. I thought Roshan was a thing, and it's just not. Too. No, Foreman. Foreman is. It feels like the best guy, but at the same time, I don't. Are they going to completely commit to him? You know, I don't know. Commit Bro, this this season, I mean, they're not doing anything. Like I, I get that Foreman. He's on a one year contract. You got. You got Herbert already. Like, throw Roshan in there for a game and just see what happens. I don't get it. I can agree with that. Um, before I even get to mine, let's take Will Powers' question on YouTube. Play Mingo over Shakir this week. Um, so getting on to the receivers of this Panthers-Bears squad. So Panthers side, you're playing Thielen. Bears side, you're playing Moore and Mooney. Um, as far as Mingo goes, I haven't loved Bryce Young's uh, – ability to get him the ball he clearly likes him and clearly in the future uh, as a dynasty stash he's pretty good but as far as season long i don't think i would trust him personally i think i would go with shakir this week uh they love using shakir in the kind of pseudo other tight end role they have dalton kincaid on one side and then shakir kind of eats up those slot uh yards on the other side so i think i would actually go shakir this week but mingo's coming it's just i don't think this year Bryce Young doesn't have enough time to even think about making decisions. So 
Mingo, I would leave on the bench. But as far as wide receivers go, Thielen, Moore, Mooney, and then Mingo in a desperation flex. I would say with Chark out, I understand the conversation for Mingo. I'm in a pretty desperate hole with wide receivers in one of my leagues, and I thought about putting Mingo in, and I just don't think it's worth it on a Thursday night game. If this was a Sunday game or and you had the chance, and I don't know, if you got someone like kind of questionable, like, you know, I think you just go with Shakir. He's had two straight straight good weeks. I mean, or at least decent weeks for fantasy perspective. Mingo's more of a you're you're rolling the dice at that point, and you don't want a one. Yeah, I like Shakir, man. I, I he's really coming on. I don't know how much the Broncos are actually going to keep it a game. This is my only concern. Their defense has been playing a little bit better, uh, but Shakir absolutely has been getting the work. And then Will also asked Baker Mayfield or Kyler Murray. I'm going well, Baker. The- I got to see it from Kyler. As the person who's in charge of quarterbacks, completely exactly what Joe said. Uh, Baker has been very serviceable this year. Uh, as you see, the 17 Baker Mayfield jerseys behind Billy. Big fan. Um, but he's also wearing a Kyler jersey, so it's kind of tough, honestly. Like, what, what, do you, what do you think? I'm targeted with this uh, question. Yeah. It feels very targeted to the fact that I have four Baker Mayfield jerseys behind me and wearing a Kyler jersey. It felt targeted. He um, was like, oh, shit, I have both those quarterbacks. It sure does. I, Kyler's got to be the play. I, we don't know what he's going to look like coming off of the injury, but I assume he's got to be good to go. I would go Kyler if you're Oof. asking. Me. Well, we got two Bakers and a Kyler. It, in play in the year. I'm sorry. Baker Dobbs came tight. in last week and whooped the Falcons' ass. So I'm Dobbs not has been playing. Okay. I, okay. He also didn't know anybody's name on the team. Ball is Not ball, man. Just ironic. Ball is ball. Well. Billy, I thought that was a Vic jersey when I first got on this. It does kind of look like a Vic. That one kind of like yeah. that little yeah. tab on uh, the one. Little seven. Yeah. No, it's very ironic, Will, and we appreciate it. Um, yeah. So, who wins this game? Do you guys care? Bears. Bears win. I care. I want the Bears to win. So we or lose. I want the Panthers to win so the Bears can control their destiny. Um, so yeah, but I feel like Carolina's gonna have less wins at the end of the year. So I want the Bears to win for you because I'm here for you, Joe. Uh, Thanks. But I think Carolina actually wins. No offense. I think it's gonna be the Bears. I think it's a, the rare win-win, lose-lose because it's win, a weird win-lose game, game. But you also lose or win the. All right, let's get out of here. I don't want to talk. I'm gonna about go Bears. Either. I'm gonna do the opposite of what Josh does and choose against my team. Doesn't work. The Eagles aren't playing this week anyway. On to Deutschland for game two of the Munich series, Indy versus New England. Um, into the quarterbacks and tight ends. Uh, Minshew is inter- entertaining to watch, but personally, another uh, roulette table uh, start in fantasy. So I would start him in only a super flex or extremely deep leagues, or if you just really don't have any better option. Uh, and you guys could say Mac Jones is turning a corner all you want. I'm not saying you guys, I'm saying it, the, the fantasy community, but you're not convincing me. Uh, he is a sit as well. Uh, Once again, unless you're desperate. And as for the tight ends, Minshew doesn't even like tight ends, so you're not starting anyone from Indy. I don't care who you think it is. It's not Granson or Mo Cox or whatever else is on that team. Uh, So Indy's a no. Uh, But Hunter Henry is always in that kind of tight end two to three category, and especially with a couple uh, great tight ends out, uh, could always have a decent game. So I think you can start him. Yeah, I do think Indy draws up a play for Andrew Ogletree for a one for 30 stat line every single game. So if you need four points, you could do worse. Uh, at running back, Jonathan Taylor is back in must start RB1 studly stud status. Zach Moss is on your bench now. If someone dropped him, we saw how much his handcuff value so is. So if you have room, throw him on your bench. And then Stevenson had his best game of the year last 
in the NFL. I assume this game will remain pretty competitive, so expect plenty of passes with Zeke. Is but Zeke is going to vulture some short yardage touchdowns, man. If there is one, I'm calling it right now. Yeah, don't think you're wrong there. Yeah. Um, as far as the wide receivers go, Michael Pittman is an obvious start. Uh, Josh Downs did get hurt last week. He was limited. I would say he's probably not going to play um, going to Germany. I would not think he's going to be out there. Um, as far as the Patriots go, Demario Douglas has been limited as well at practice. I, if he's out there, I would consider playing him for sure. And then Juju Smith-Schuster was decent last week in a PPR league, six for 50. But I don't know how much – he's got – Max Jones has to throw the ball to somebody. I, I, he's running out of options of people to throw the ball to. And with, you know, Kendrick Bourne out, maybe Juju Smith-Schuster steps slightly into his role, but I'm not – I don't feel good about anyone in this matchup other than Pittman, to be fair. Yeah, and uh, Downs was injured going into that game too, so, like, I don't think there's any way. And I assume it's a re-injury or an addition to his already in- existing injury. Yeah, he caught one pass and then he went out. Which is sad. He's having a great rookie year, like a, a really it underrated is. rookie year too, so – I do love uh, how the Patriots uh, let Jacoby Myers completely walk and then gave Juju the same contract he got. Yep, that's stupid. Exactly. Stupid exactly what happened. Indy. Colts. Colts. Yeah. I'm going to go Colts as well. Just Mac Jones overseas. That just is a recipe for disaster. I just, um, I all, have right. To all right. Akash Reddy on YouTube asks, hey guys, start three. Derrick Henry, Monty, Bijan, Jonathan Taylor, leaning towards benching Bijan. And I am actually going to completely agree with you. Um, Arthur Smith hates you and hates me too. So no Bijan. The rest of those three are good to go in my The thing book. is, if you have these four running backs and say they're all four healthy this week, next week, no buys, just I, I don't know what I don't know what the buy situation is next week. You're gonna you're gonna sit Bijan this week. He's gonna get 20 points or whatever the hell someone else doesn't get. He's gonna have a great week, and then you're gonna start him the next week, and he's gonna get another seven. So like honestly, yeah, it's Bijan. I mean, if Monty's healthy, the good thing is is if Monty doesn't make it back for whatever reason, you do have Bijan to slot in that spot. So I'm going. I'm sitting Henry, man. I think yeah. I, I think Joe. This is the week. Couldn't see Bijan. Couldn't say you. Arthur Smith hates Joe. you, Joe. Arthur Smith hates you. He's oh, I'm gonna get into it. it. I'm gonna get into it, Billy. But Henry, this Henry, is true. 18, true. 17, I'm 18, giving Bijan one more opportunity. It's not Bijan. It's America. Arthur Smith. You're it's giving not. Arthur Smith one more opportunity. I will give you. Arthur Smith one more shot to not be. We're not even to Atlanta, and we're already having this argument. Joe, calm don't down. let Arthur Smith have the power over you. That's what he wants. He's done this with Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and now he's doing it with Bijan. He's doing way, it to hurt you. Did he shave his mustache off? I saw a tweet about it, but I don't know if it's real or not. I can never tell with Twitter. I I don't know. He deserves to. Um, he, they should just, out of principle, cut that mustache off. Um, all right. Michael, I don't want to butcher the last name. I'm sorry. Probably. Welcome to the IDP. Okay, thank you, Josh. Welcome to the IDP guys family. Got a SFB 13 question. Khalil Herbert in his first game back or Evan Ingram in a tough matchup with Superflex. Points per carry versus mega tight end premium. It's San Francisco, by the way, not Superflex. Oh, just kidding. Yes. It's fair. <laughs> SF <laughs> does mean Superflex. It's a tough matchup against Superflex. I'm just kidding. To be fair, uh, yeah. so my, my logic is it's Evan Ingram, uh, Khalil Herbert, uh, and God knows we saw what happened with a healthy Roshan Johnson. Uh, yeah, no, it's De- just Dearness Johnson. No, not Johnson. Jesus. Wow. 
Roshan Ro- Johnson. Ro- no, Roshan Johnson and the other running back, the big guy who gets all the Deontay Foreman. Well, my apologies. I've always mixed those two up since right. last year. It's a tough time for me. Uh, but San Francisco has been burnt the last two weeks. The only thing they got going for them right now is the bye week. So hoping they figure that out. But Ingram, he gets his, man. Yeah, you know Ingram's playing. Cleo Herbert could come back and it could go 30% him, 30% Foreman, 30% Roshan. And Darrington Evans might even make an appearance. I don't yeah. know. I wouldn't trust the Bears. I get the juicy all. matchup against Carolina, but it's not it. Thing is, Dante Foreman, revenge game, too, against the Panthers. Mm, juicy factor that revenge in. game. Got to factor in. Anytime touchdown betters out there, get your uh, bets in, my friends. All yeah, right. Bears aren't going to score a touchdown, dude. All <laughs> right. Let's, let's, let's calm it down. All right. Houston versus Cincinnati. After a couple down weeks, Stroud looks strides ahead of where he was the last few weeks. Best game in his young career, and I think he will continue to capitalize uh, on a middle of the, you know, middle of the backfield of Bengals defense. So should be in every lineup if possible. I think that's per- perfectly understandable. He also found Schultz again uh, a couple of down after a couple of down weeks. So should be started in every league, in my opinion, against the Bengals defense, who is almost league worse than shutting down tight ends. Uh, speaking of back, so is Burrow. Back to back great weeks against pretty tough defenses, San Francisco and Buffalo. Uh, don't expect him to stop here, and he doesn't. Uh, really enjoy throwing to tight ends either. So Irv is out. Fair enough. Absolutely. Um, Damian Pierce out of my top 30 this week, still battling the ankle injury. Don't know if he's going to play, but even if he does sit his ass on your bench, you don't want him. Devin Singletary on your bench. Don't touch him. The only highlight in this backfield is Dario Gumwale kicked a field goal last week. So if Kamini Fairbane misses again, I think they brought someone in. But if that guy doesn't play and you need five points in an 18-team league, put Dario Agumwale in. And then on the other side, Joe Mixon, solid option. Middle of the pack run defense with Houston. Mixon has had over 70% of the snaps every week since week one. He's a true bell cow on an offense that is finally clicking. Yeah, no. Um, Texans wide receivers. Robert Woods is not coming back yet. So time to fire up Noah Brown, Nico Collins, and Tank Dell. I know a lot of Collins managers out there are thinking to themselves, what the hell am I getting left in the dirt? I think it was just a game script situation and the Noah Brown and Tank Dell uh, matchups were just juice here against the Bucks defense. So I think Collins will get down. Calm down guys. I know, but he didn't get targeted near as much as the other two. And I think that concerned people, but he did get the touchdown. So it saved his overall day. Uh, Bengals wise Higgins and chase are both hurt. Um, I think they're both going to play. I, if I had to guess, it is a Wednesday. For everyone out there, we're doing these on a Wednesday, so the injury reports are a little hard to s- decipher. But Higgins and Chase both popped up on the injury report today. Uh, Tyler Boyd's good to go. And Andre Yasevis is good if either one of those guys are unable to go. So maybe monitor your rate waiver wire if you don't already have him um, or somebody hasn't picked him up. But I think you're good to go with all the top guys in Cincy. Good to see Higgins kind of actually have a normal fo- football game, you know, after he was, you know, pretty he was weird the most year. obvious by low. It's true. It's I mean, true. maybe dropping that shoulder into uh, DeMar Hamlin kind of screwed him up a little bit. All right. Speaking of canceled, there's God. number two. <laughs> Somehow it's not me. What? I know. I, this it's is not what I thought. Point. Not what I thought we were going to do. Point. He wasn't even active for the game, Joe. Just unbelievable. Uh, Bengals win. Um, no, I want Houston. <laughs> I want Houston to win too. They just they, these are the weird ones. They don't win. I, I know they really won't. 
uh, they played a really good game last week, and if they can keep that up, and Cincy's defense isn't like great by any means, so they definitely could win this game. Uh, I think it'll be a, a down to the wire. So I'm gonna take Houston anyway. I'm going Bengals. Nice. All right. Yeah. On YouTube, artist says, "What's up? Uh, Detroit, Pittsburgh, or Colts defensive special teams units? What Wait. do we Ooh, think? Give me Pittsburgh. Give me Pittsburgh against Jordan Love all day. I thought we were angry." Uh, I agree. Um, we cater to, to everyone on this podcast, Josh. Had not... to do it, man. That's what we're here for, or that's what I'm here for, at least. I agree with Joe. Anybody going against Jordan Love, you've you've got my. I'm actually attention. I'm actually on Detroit personally. Yeah, I think the, okay. I think Kenny Moore scoring two pick sixes last week. Herbert like 50, so. doesn't look right with that broken. I know it's not his throwing hand, but he doesn't look right with his finger. Like he's just not comfortable and i feel like detroit could easily capitalize in a pick six i feel like the jets almost did last night but they just couldn't quite hold on to the ball or two nights well ago. majority rules pittsburgh all right josh get us on all right let's talk about a really fun game new orleans versus minnesota and i'm just gonna go ahead and tell you joe no Dobbs shouldn't be started unless you're joe and you're super desperate it's not it though joe uh Car. It's late at the bar. The bar is closing, man. You know? Yeah, dude. I'm sorry. I need the lights some jobs in my life. They turn the lights yeah. on. You're like, oh, <laughs> and that has nothing to do with his looks. I'm not downing alopecia. This isn't Will Smith or Chris Rock. Whoa! Geez. All right, Thank all you. right. And check clock. one in Josh's box. Jesus Christ, folks. Check. Uh, car. Uh, that 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 car can put flashy numbers from time to time, and he should still not be trusted. Uh, this is a fun game for tight ends, though. I will say, I'm personally not playing any quarterback from this game. I understand if you want to play Car. Uh, but I wouldn't. Um, but Taysom Hill seems to be the part of the season where he just starts flashing, and I guess you should play him. Uh, but you never know when that ends, so I'd just be weary. But at the moment, he's putting up numbers. I completely get it. And you don't even need me to tell me uh, need me to tell you about Hawk. He's playing he, even with two new quarterbacks. He still had twelve targets in, in a game, and you should just expect that every week when he plays. So, dude, Taysom Hill over the last three weeks tied in one in football. That's where we're at with tight ends, people. Yeah, it's it's a rough life. Oh, the taste of mail. I'll never get used to it. I never will. Um, Madison gets a really tough matchup in this one, but he should see literally all of the work. We're just hoping that he falls into the end zone. The Saints are pretty tough. Ty Chandler at this time, not really a threat. What I think is we may see some Kenny Nwangu. He returned shortly after the Acres signing, and he hasn't had any opportunities at all. So I don't see why they wouldn't try to throw him in there and get him involved absolute desperation stash if you're in a deep league madison however gets denver chicago vegas and cincy over his next four so if you're looking for a guy to push you into the playoffs he's not the worst guy to acquire running back is horrible right now. and then on the Saints side kamara has seen his snaps decrease each of the last three weeks william basically williams has basically doubled his snaps um that he's had last week so he's fully healthy i think a 50 50 split is kind of what they were envisioning in the offseason I don't see this game getting away from the Saints, so Williams is a solid flex play for me this week. Kamara is obviously a start. The Saints run 65 plays a game, so there's plenty to go around for both of these guys. Okay. Um, on to wide receivers. On the Saints side, it's the usual suspects. Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, Rashid Shahid in a flex situation. And then on the Viking side, I really trust Jordan Addison, and then after that, it's kind of a crapshoot. KJ Osborne got hurt last week, and I don't know for sure if he's going to be back and ready for this game. Um, Brandon Powell, mm, 
Tristan Jackson, who I didn't even know was a player. Um, he caught three targets or he got three targets last week. So I don't know. I, I don't think we are going to know who Josh Dobbs actually likes in this offense other than uh, Addison. So I uh, don't he think did I would like, trust anybody yet. He did like KJ Asborn. He just got fucking rocked in the middle, in the middle of the game. He did. Out for a concussion. He did. I do want to say about the Vikings real quick, though. Josh Dobbs' story is phenomenal. I feel horrible for Jaron Hall because he actually looked awesome on that first drive, and I just traded a bunch to get Josh Dobbs in the league. And I was like, shit, it's going to be the Jaron Hall show. And then, sadly, he got hurt, and Dobbs looked awesome. So I feel really bad for Hall. He's got a dynamite nickname, too, the Pastronaut. I mean, come on now. That is an awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. That's when Massa awesome calls nickname. you out, dude, you're on to something. Yeah. No, I love I love the pastronaut. That is a that's a fantastic nickname. Um, Saints win. Vikings win. Uh, I don't care. Saints, sure. Jesus, we're just giving out random picks that don't. Neither matter. of these games. This game doesn't matter. Sure, the Vikings are like kind of in the running, and the Vegas is kind of or not Vegas. New Orleans is kind of in the running. I don't, eh, eh. Just to uh, piss off Rue, I'm gonna say Vikings all day. Yikes. Akasha's Saints defense fine this week. I think yes. Um, but I, you know, you're going to have to live with it if Addison and Hawkinson just go off with Josh Dobbs. But I, I think you have to play them. I mean, I think they're good to go. <laughs> this game could be sneakily high scoring, though. I don't, I don't know. Uh, dude, I think honestly. It's scary because like, I'm telling you, I'm. It could be. That's the thing is, Carp seems to put up numbers when nobody thinks he will, and like I, <laughs> I like that. It's like reverse jinx. It's like you're like ah, Car's not gonna do anything this week, and then he fucking goes and puts up 350, one touchdown to Taysom Hill. What's the over under is 41 on this game? I can see that going over easily. I could also see it going under easily. Yeah, t- don't bet your house on this one. I would, right. I would bet under. Let's get into yeah. a better game uh, three years or ago. Or we can answer one question. Artist right. on right. YouTube says Flex, DK, Lockett, JSN, or Foreman. Yeah. Sub, awesome Lockett. show. Thank you for subbing, Artist. We appreciate that. Appreciate it. I hate if, that you um, have DK and Lockett on the same team, though. And JSN. And JSN. How do you have all three yeah. of these guys? <laughs> he, would, he went all in on Seattle. I can appreciate that. He's got that. Bobo on the bench, too. You, you thought about it. 100%. I would go Lockett. Personally, he is the only one of those per- people that are, is consistent. At least you know what the floor is going to be. Yeah. If Herbert, if Herbert doesn't play, I'd go Foreman. Well, oh, okay. But well, yeah. If, if he Herbert does play, I would go Lockett. Herbert. Yeah. I I would go Lockett at the moment too. I I, I do agree. If from if uh, Herbert doesn't play, Foreman's definitely the better option here. But like DK should be like we all agree that DK should be the person you'd start. But it's not this year. Well, I don't, we talked I, about this. In the off season, about DK, he does this mm-hmm. shit. Yep, he sure does. Okay, moving on, Josh and Rugeru. I did have your back on New Orleans. Finally, you're welcome. Um, Me too. All right, let's get into some good matchups. Three years ago, Green Bay and Pittsburgh uh, turns into a probably good game because they're pretty m- mediocre. Uh, it's not really fun for fantasy. Uh, you're sitting love picket and all the tight ends that are around uh, three or without. It's not it. And I guess you could play Musgrave if you really, really wanted to, but I don't think you should. I don't know. What's Musgrave going on had a good game, man. Yeah. Musgrave's not my thing, man. I'm more of a possum yeah. guy. I'm a possum guy as well. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, running backs, Aaron Jones is a start. He did pop up on the injury report. I think that's just preventative medicine for you. 
Uh, Steelers are giving up 112 rush yards per game and 30 receiving. He is still essentially splitting with A.J. Dillon, which is so, so frustrating. But he's healthy, and he gets the high-value touches in the offense. And then Najee and Jalen Warren both had solid games last week. Still seeing a 55-45 split for them, and the Packers are kind of middle-of-the-league matchup. There should be a lot of rushing in this one. I don't really expect them to go off through the air. So I think both of them could be in your lineup this week. Najee, low-end RB2, Warren, flex. Uh, as far as the wide receivers go, Steelers, uh, Deontay Johnson is the start. He Kenny Pickett has turned into a one-read quarterback, and Deontay Johnson is that one read. Um, which also I'm going to bring up George Pickens because there is a squeaky wheel gets the grease situation potentially happening this week. Um, Pickens decided this week that he was going to pull the old, my social media was hacked uh, routine after he put on his, I think it was his Instagram saying free me. Um, He said something else too. And then he deleted everything Steelers related, you know, the whole shebang. He did the whole thing. And then he claimed he was hacked and that that he didn't actually believe any of that. So that tells you should tell you where George Pickens is and his mental state going into this game against Green Bay. He was hacked. Look, Kenny, bro. Pick, Kenny Pickett is not a two receiver kind of guy. He's just not. He's a one one read guy, and that's just who he is. And that's okay for Deontay Johnson. George Pickens, we'll have to see if they get him involved. He is good for like a big play every now and then, but. Last week kind of showed you what happens when he doesn't get that big play. You know what the- showed me his mental state, Billy? Sorry to cut you off there. That yeah. pass that he totally caught and had a foot down in the end zone and had about 10 feet of just grass before the uh, before the out-of-bounds line somehow didn't get the other foot down. That that showed me exactly where he well, is. And then when uh, Deontay Johnson caught a touchdown, he jogged off the field while everybody else on the team was celebrating with Deontay Johnson. Also, not good optics for our guy, George Pickens. But nevertheless, on to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Christian Watson, this just isn't his year. Look, you have the wrong quarterback for what Christian Watson is good at. They're just they're not going to work. Oil and water are Christian Watson and Jordan Love. It's just not going to work. So I don't know if they're going to have to come up with new packages or a new quarterback entirely, but Christian Watson's just not going to work in this offense. Time out. If you're um, in a dynasty league – just try to get him. Don't do Just it. Christian something. Watson was oh good for God. two reasons. He was wide open in the end zone for five of his eight touchdowns last year in that stretch. And Aaron fucking Rodgers. And neither of those things are going to happen again. Literally two of his best plays this year. He broke in coverage. Cornerbacks uh, ran into each other. He caught a 60 yard pass. That is called finesse, just, Josh. It's not finesse when the corner. Christian Watson is a hell of a receiver. You want him on your team. Hopefully they get rid of Jordan. You Lowe. really don't. Please don't do it. We will never agree on this. I promise yeah, you. No, you're still wrong, Joe. Yeah. Don't worry. You'll, you'll eat those words. Let's fireball bet it. I don't know. Just a, you know. For what? 10 years down the line? Yeah, 10 years down <laughs> yeah. the line. You'd be like, he was a good receiver. All right. On 11 8 20, 20, 2033, we're going to reconvene on this. All right. We'll get there. Jesus. Okay. Well, I'll write it down, but I'll probably get rid of this notebook well before then. Um, <laughs> all right. Gotta see. Also, Romeo Dubs. I like him a lot. It seems like him and Love have a good connection. Wasn't great last week, but I think better things to come. And then Dontavian Wicks. Actually, I'm really liking this guy. If you don't know his story, I would suggest going look it up. He's a receiver from Virginia. Um, had a bad senior year, but he really came into the uh, senior bowl and then the draft kind of hoping to be the best. And he's actually shown quite a bit this season. I think he might have find him, found himself an actual starting position on the Green Bay Packers. Um, that'll be cool to see. I really enjoyed talking to him at the senior bowl. Can't wish nothing but the best for him. He's a decent flex 
spot play this week because there's a lot of wide receivers out. Hey, speaking of Senior Bowl, that it's, news that underclassmen are now going to be allowed to oh go my God. to that. Oh, it's my the God. best. It's literally the best thing that could have happened. Um, for those of you all to, out there that don't know, the Senior Bowl uh, is down in Mobile, Alabama. It's a, basically a bowl. I mean, I guess maybe everybody knows about that for the draft. Um, but it's a chance for them to show their stuff and talk to the teams and everything before the combine. And it's always a good time. And the juniors were allowed to play in it in this upcoming season. So that will be really fun. I mean, there's not a ton of juniors every year that come out, but it's cool to see that they get an opportunity to get out there and show their stuff at the senior bowl. Um, I cannot wait to go. I don't care who else is coming with me. I'll go by myself. Don't doesn't matter. I think this means we need to get to the East West shrine game also because they get I, mean, I would be love awesome. to Joe. And if we got yeah, some I better players, I'm on it. Sorry, guys, if it wasn't know. literally like three days before the senior bowl, like if they coordinated it out a little bit it's better, I would job. definitely try to go to both. Well, I mean, someday maybe we'll see. All right, let's get on to some more football. Uh, Tennessee versus Tampa Bay. Uh, Steelers win. Oh yeah. Steelers oh, win. For, I forgot we didn't put yeah, that in there. I'll, I'll take, I'll take the Steelers too. Sorry, my bad. We just kind of started getting side railed. Uh, Tennessee versus Tampa Bay. Uh, Baker's actually a very serviceable fill in as you see behind Billy. Uh, he's a big fan. And if you picked him up to fill in, you should be fine. If he is available for some reason and you haven't filled him in for one of these, you know, quarterbacks, say you were, you know, not paying attention to any football and he and no one else in your league was, you should go do that now. Um, although the Titans have recently gotten better against tight uh, quarterbacks, this should be a game where the run game gets stuffed and Baker just throws it 50 times. While it most likely won't be really pretty the whole time, there should be some numbers put up. Um, and while Otten had two touchdowns last week, he's up against that pretty stout defense and should be more looked at more as a mid-level fill-in tight end if anything as for tennessee the uh will experience was fun and short-lived uh or was it i don't know the bucks are second to last against qbs and levis can be start not so confidently but can be started uh it's only his third start uh and bye weeks you're you're probably thinking about it because if you have him you probably either had kirk cousins or you had something else because that was about when the time he popped off and so yeah i mean levis and Levi's, you know, you know, jeans could be started, but a Conquo can't. He just isn't what we thought week one or preseason. It's just not it. So don't do that, please. Sad. Uh, it is very sad. All right. So Rashad White is absolutely back in business. The Titans have given up 129 yards on average over their past four games. The only game they didn't give up massive yardage was to Gus Edwards, but we weren't expecting that anyway. So I expect Rashad White to have a really good game here. The Titans were, you could not run on them earlier in the year and then Jerome Ford broke them. So don't be afraid of them anymore. And then uh, King Henry, no longer that. He is Derek Henry now, but he is still in your lineups. The Bucks have been really good against the run. So temper your expectations for him. Tajay could get you eight points in a pinch, but he's better left on the bench. Hmm. I thought Henry was having a decent season, Joe. Damn. 18 for him. points in the last three weeks. Each week. um, anywho, uh, for, as far as the wide receivers go, for the Titans, uh, Traylon Burks has a concussion. We have not seen that many people come back from concussion to play in the same week. I don't think this will be any different. Don't think we'll see Burks out there. So in his stead, looks like Kyle Phillips might be a good fill-in for him. DeAndre Hopkins is obviously good to go, but Phillips – is a decent fill-in option if you need somebody. Again, this is a tough week for wide receiver buys. 
Um, on the Buccaneers side, Godwin and Evans are good to go. Their target share is there. Evans um, had a better game last week. Godwin got enough targets. It just didn't ever link up. I'm liking Trey Palmer more and more, but at the same time, like it's hard to trust him exactly. He's a guy that I would like to have on my bench just in case at the end of the year he kind of pops up. And then if anybody was to get injured ahead of him on the depth chart, I think his target share would be – massive i think it'd be at least nine targets a game so that'd be fun to see if it happens that way and tampa bay wins tampa like, speaking of chris godwin did we answer Ruge's question i didn't oh. see one joe sorry rue man long time fan rue asked you said he's got Pittman, higgins and more for his wide receivers one two and three and then a flex between Gus Edwards, Tank Dell, and Chris Godwin. I'm going to go Chris Godwin there. Gus. No, it's Godwin. Gus's streak can't last. There's too many running backs. <laughs> it's not It's not Keaton Mitchell. It's not even Keaton Mitchell. It's Justice Hill. It's Lamar Jackson. It's I mean, Gus has three touchdowns and two touchdowns. You take those away the last two games, it's just nothing. 40 yards is what it is. Gus played 14 snaps last week. He, he plays at the goal the line. Zone. That's fine. All you need. Fine. Yeah, Don't that's like all it. you need. There was a, a 37 to 39 shootout, and Chris Godwin had 14 yards. So and he will continue to get 14 yards. Yards. <laughs> okay. Well, that's. I good. was going to say points. Good, good, good <laughs> thing to put in your flex, Rue. Be prepared for that. What one, two point four or whatever. Nah, I just feel like I just feel like against Tennessee, Tampa, Baker's gonna have to throw. So I I feel like Godwin's fine. All right, we we agree. We all agree. Tampa. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm gonna go Titans, but we'll we'll put Tampa down. Whatever, Joe. Uh, and on to actually good games. We got some good games coming up here. So San Francisco versus Jacksonville. Uh, this should be a great battle uh, against an on the rise Jacksonville team who is currently in third place in the AFC versus a struggling San Francisco team who has lost three straight. So. Although on paper, San Francisco has been good against quarterbacks. Cousins and Burrow both found complete great success against them in their last two games. So start your studs with Lawrence and hope he can continue the streak. I actually in a league where somebody dropped him and I wanted to pick him up, but I have Burrow. So I was like, eh, whatever. And it's like a six bench, 16 bench league. So uh, Evan Ingram, tight end 10 on the year after bye. Uh, still locking lineups. You should always have them. And as for Purdy and Kittle, uh, you have to start them after the bye. They should have found a way to get their team some points. That doesn't only involve Christian McCaffrey. So, speaking of Christian McCaffrey, Spe- speaking of Christian McCaffrey, uh, so this game you have your number one and number three running backs in fantasy points, even though both of them have had a bye week. It's pretty shocking. Pretty you are starting both of them. Etienne is a machine. The 49ers are the fifth toughest matchup against running backs, but the Jags' offense runs through Etienne, so do not be worried. And then for Christian McCaffrey, the Jaguars have given up by far the most receptions to running backs this year. Christian McCaffrey is going to eat. They are averaging seven and a half receptions allowed per game. Kamara had 12 against them in week seven, so that skews the data a little bit. But McCaffrey is one of the best receiving backs of all time. Whatever the over is for his receptions, bet it. The Jags have only given up two running back touchdowns all year, but that changes this week. Oh, yeah, this is going to be a great running back matchup. I I noticed this when I was writing it. I was like, ah, I'm so fucking jealous. Sure is. All right, as far as the Jags go, Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, those are your plays. Zay Jones is still a week away, so if you have him stashed on your IR, um, it'll be one more week at least before you can get him back out there. 
can't wait to see what kind of havoc he wreaks on the uh, wide receivers that we have already out there. Um, and then on the 49ers side, Debo is back. So he should be going into your lineup. He practiced in full on Wednesday, so he should be good to go. And then Brandon Ayuk, our uh, current wide receiver one in San Francisco, also good to go. Like them both. Yeah, this is good. This is going to be a good fancy game. Uh, but it also screams trap game to me at the same time. Like, I'm still yeah. a little worried about this game. Feels like an under incoming or something. Something weird. Yeah, Jacksonville's defense has actually been pretty phenomenal, too. So, um, I have Jacksonville upsetting San Francisco. There we go. Mm-hmm. Me too. Ooh, wow. San Francisco slides four games. Oh, man. Kyle Shanahan's going to be pissed. Purdy, Purdy is just not... He, he's lost something. They they have figured out how to defend him. And you know what it is? Good. It's that, yeah, they just figured him out. Like, it's he's pretty he's pretty easy to guess. He was back you... working on the farm during his bye week. So there's a good chance. I don't know if that's all... good or not. No, that's it is, man. It's great. rejuvenating. He's good. Okay. Well, well, maybe he's preparing a second career, too. Who knows? Yeah, you know, got to have a backup plan. He's just farming. <laughs> All right, on to uh, division rivalry, Cleveland versus Baltimore. Always a lovely rivalry before between these teams. No angst or hatred between them at, at all. Uh, and both in Lamar and Andrews feasted in week four and should again. Not that you had a choice to sit them anyway, but just had to at least put it in there because that is the quarterback and tight end for Baltimore. <laughs> uh, as for Watson, he missed this uh, game in week four. This was actually right when he was in injury, and he's actually had a really solid year this year when he actually plays. Uh, I do think it's risky uh, to start him here just because of the, you know, essentially the best team defense in the league, if not one of, uh, but I feel like the way he's played these in the games that he started and played a full game other than one bad game against Pittsburgh, it's been pretty great. So you can hope to see that again. Uh, and Njoku has three straight games with six or more targets, uh, which makes him uh, different than at least 21 other tight ends uh, out there. So uh, expect a top 10 performance from him again this week, which, you know, that could be seven points or that could be 14, you know? Yeah. Solid analysis there, Joshua. I just feel like it's it's okay. I like it. All right. So Gus Edwards, 14 snaps, two touchdowns, 17.2 fantasy points. Justice Hill, 48 snaps, four fantasy points. And then Keaton Mitchell, 14 snaps, one touchdown, 20.4 fantasy points. Do with this what you will, but John Harbaugh is doing his best Oprah impression. You get a carry. You get a carry. You get a carry. Mitchell averaged 7.2 yards per carry at East Carolina, and I stashed him everywhere this offseason. The problem is it was in garbage time. The Seahawks had three effing points. So hopefully this opens some eyes that Keaton Mitchell can actually give them some chunk yardage, which they have been missing. Um, Gus is one. 48 snaps, five touchdowns uh, the last three three games, I believe. And Justice Hill is doing Justice Hill things. The Browns only allow 66 rush yards per game, so I don't really feel comfortable starting any of these dudes, to be honest with you. Uh, the Ravens have allowed less than four yards per carry in six of nine games this year. I don't think the Browns' defense is going to let this game get out of hand, so they should continue running the ball. Jerome uh, Ford got 70% of the work, so he is startable. Abay gets a horrible matchup. Just don't be shocked when Cream Hunt comes in on the goal line and vultures a touchdown. That's his role in the land. And uh, Hunt could be used in a pinch, but with his usage in this matchup, I really wouldn't trust it. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Um, on to the wide receivers. This is going to be a, a thrilling list for everyone out there. Uh, Amari Cooper. 
And that's all I have listed. Oh, okay. Because uh, (laughs) the Ravens don't really have anybody worth starting right now. You don't know who's going to go off each week. Odell went off, but it was in overtime or in overtime in garbage time. So all those points just came when the game was already out of reach. It wasn't actually, you know, used in in any meaningful way. So you can't really count on that. Um, I will give Todd Munkin this credit. Todd Munkin is literally using the same offense and same strategy that he used at Georgia in the NFL, and it's actually working. I cannot believe it. He has a really strong tight end, and then he is just using random wide receivers to just piece and glue and cut and paste things together to make the offense as good as it is. Lamar's probably got to have a shot at the MVP at this point because he's really the only one putting up stats on this team. But the Ravens, you can't trust anybody on this team as far as the wide receivers go. There's just nobody. And then the Browns have Amari Cooper, and I don't trust anybody else, especially against this defense, who is very good. The only thing that I would say is that Cleveland put up a pretty good game against them, and Seattle did not. Like, that was just a bad game for Lamar overall, but, like, you're not going to sit Lamar. You know what I mean? Zay Flowers, I will say, has slipped the last couple weeks. But I That's don't think I'm it's saying. I don't think it's over yet. I, I think it's still there. I think the 50 it's to hard. 70. It's hard to it's start hard to for start. sure because you're not getting 100 yards ever. You're not getting seven catches no. even. Like you're you had a couple of good games at the early of the season and then a, t- a touchdown. And so it is tough because all the running backs just poach everything. Mm-hmm. It's very tough. Lamar is not throwing as much as we had assumed because that's what Todd Munkin said he was going to do with his offense. And no, they're not throwing at all. They it's don't not need really to, happening. though. It's the problem. That's the issue. I know. And, that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, he's actually making his Georgia offense this exact same. Like, it's crazy to watch them doing this exact same thing that he did. It's rotating uh, in running backs. Yeah, I, I feel bad for anyone who picked up Keaton Mitchell and, like, thinks he's going to. It's, it's it, Amari Day Mercado of, all over again. Maybe he's going to get an increased number of carries, but he only had nine in the week that he went off. So, that's in garbage time. Exactly. So, like, what are you going to do? But people um, rush to get him burned waiver wire moves for him. So, I think the Ravens win this game. I'm going to really, look good. I don't like they the Ravens, really but good. they look good. Um, yeah, I got to go with the Ravens just because of the defense. I feel like they're going to mess up Deshaun Watson pretty good, but I think it's going to be a really close game. I think it's going to be gritty. Yeah. Love me some gritty football. You feel like it. Okay. On to a couple questions. Uh, Javante Williams or Ramondre Stevenson, full PPR. Tzinich? Ask on YouTube. I got to go with Stevenson just because I feel like that game will actually be a game. I do love me some Javante Williams. He's finally getting a workload. Uh, but playing against Buffalo is just, it's going to be tough, man. Yeah. Yeah. I Stevenson has a much better matchup. It's just the matchup. Um, if we were playing against the same team, I think I'd pick Javante. But yeah, I just feel like absolutely. Stevenson has more opportunity potentially. Right. And then Steven Pereira asks half PPR, pick one, Gus Edwards, Alexander Madison, or George Pickens. I don't yeah, like I'd probably word. go Ma- I'd probably go Madison. Madison all day. Ugh. Yeah. We're we're really back on the Madison train after one good game. We're talking about volume here, Josh. Acres tore his Achilles. They're not going to put anybody else out there. They're just not. If they sign another running back eventually, I would say no. But, like, that he's going to be out there. And Josh Dobbs is actually really, really good with running backs. Like, you saw what he did with James Conner. Like, 
that's kind of the same thing that he can do with Madison. So I think by the time this thing gets rolling, that Madison might actually have a good I just situation. I just feel like this is gonna be like a against the Chicago Bears, 18 carries for 44 yards. Like it's just not gonna look good unless he stumbles into the end zone. I don't think you 18 want carries against the Bears, which he might translated roughly into 150 yards. And that's 44. <laughs> so yes, that's an issue. That's that's the, my point. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate that. Madison. Uh, but I yeah, mean, it's Madison. probably Madison. I don't like any of those options. With so. Kirk, Madison, not good. With J- Josh Dobbs, whole new situation. All right. And then uh, we'll get back into good games soon. But let's go ahead and talk about our favorite Atlanta Falcons playing Arizona. Hmm. Uh, Heineke, uh, let's talk about quarterbacks. We'll talk about some happy stuff. Uh, Heineke's finally officially named the starter, even though he's played the last two games, uh, started last game. Uh, this team almost looks at full potential, uh, although London obviously was out last week. Um, and he also somehow likes Johnu over Pitts as well. So I don't really understand it. Uh, but in all honesty, Johnu and Pitts can both be played for whatever reason. It's really stupid and it doesn't make any sense. But Johnu apparently is there too. Uh, and you can't sit Pitts. I mean, I, unless you just have a way better tight end, but I doubt you do because you have Pitts and you thought you thought you had your tight end locked up early and you didn't. Anyway, Pitts or uh, Ferguson? What? Pitts or Ferguson? Jake Ferguson? Ferguson. Yeah. Jake Ferguson, hundred percent. We'll get to that yeah, okay. later. Yeah. I'm uh, starting but, him in the league over Pitts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, but anyway, uh, you're starting all three of these people. You're starting Pitts. You're starting Johnny, and you're starting Heineke if you can. Because it's the worst team in the league. Uh, and if anything, Kyler being back will just help the Falcons have to throw more in this game. So, and to those starting Kyler, uh, i.e., uh, Billy, I feel like he's wearing the jersey for a reason. I wish you the best of luck. I have no notes because we haven't seen him play football in a year. Uh, historically, he's been good at least for fantasy sake. Uh, if anything, the only good thing about this start is Trey McBride should see a decent amount of targets and should be started if needed and no better options. So this is actually a pretty good team for, for a pretty good game for quarterbacks and tight ends. Yeah, it's a good game. So Billy, um, I got Derek Carr or Kyler Murray. Which one are you doing? Kyler, obviously. What, do you, what are you guys talking about? I don't trust Kyler coming back this early. Kyler's not coming back. Like, what do you mean coming back this early? It's been like almost a year. Like, no, I mean like this early. Yeah, hasn't like no. He's yeah, no. He's he's good to go. He's literally. They would not put him back out there unless he was a hundred percent. Joe, they're paying him like two hundred million dollars. They're not just gonna flush that down the drain if he's just kind of like half half hurt. There's no sense in doing that. All of his trade value is in whatever he does at the end of the season. So he's got to play well so they can unload his ass and get Caleb Williams. Like that is the plan, I think, or they keep him. Either way, he's got to play well. So they're not going to half-ass this one. All right. All right. Speaking of half-assing it. Oh, here we go. We are finally going to see the Bijan breakout game, hopefully. Oh, my God. Cardinals have given up nine rushing touchdowns and four through the air to backs this year. If we do see a big game from Bijan, you are absolutely selling him. In Dynasty, I have been shopping this dude for weeks. Arthur Smith has made this team competitive, and he's not going anywhere soon. Uh, We've seen how he has ruined Kyle Pitts and Drake London, and now he is ruining Bijan Robinson. It's going to continue. He came out and said that Algier was the best goal line short yards back in the league. And there has been a pretty consistent 70-30 or 60-40 split between him and Bijan. But Algier gets the ball when he's on the field. With the matchup, Algier is usable as a flex. 
Okay, Joe, I'm going to be honest with you. We're going to have to have, I'm going to see, let's see if I can figure this out. It's called a Bijan Robbins intervention, a Bijan Robbins intervention for you because Joe, Arthur Smith hates you. He's not going to put Bijan out there. Literally Algier has like doubled or quadrupled him in red zone uh, rushes. He does not, they are not going to use Bijan appropriately because that's just not what Arthur Smith wants to do. He is not going, he, he, I don't even know what his plan is because he's literally, it's malpractice what he's doing out there, not using any of his top guys that he's drafted. They drafted them really all is. in the top 10 and they're not using them in any good way. No, it's it doesn't make any it sense. Absolutely is horrible. What I said was Bijan is going to have that game though. He's, he's not even going to need the goal line, he's going to break like 240 yarders. He's going to have a monster game, and then you are putting him on the trade block immediately. All right, time out. We're, we're going to derail this Bijan talk, and we're done with it. But Ar- Arthur Smith actually did shave off his mustache, and he is the only person in human history to look worse with, while shaving his mustache off. He looks Damn. awful. Just Google it when you have time. You don't have to do it right now. I just want to let you know. I'm done talking about Bijan. I don't know if I can. Talk about that. wide receivers. Or did no, you get three running backs? Running- don't start any of them it's really easy unless robin robinson intervention yeah Connor's so back. uh james Scott, he's, he's yeah braxton full close to returning they haven't completely opened up his window yet have they windows uh, open windows well, open, open right. but he's not technically he's not activated yeah he's not yeah. active yeah he's not activated yet so Di mercado as a toe injury kept him out last week Kante ingram at eight touch eight yards on nine carries against the Browns. And then Tony Jones played 40% of the snaps, had three carries and three targets. I assume if Connor does not go, DeMarcado gets the bulk if he plays. And with Kyler back, it's going to help the rushing game. The Falcons have given up zero rushing touchdowns to running backs. So unless James Connor plays, you're not starting any of them. I feel you. Um, as far as wide receivers go, on the Cardinal side, Hollywood is good to go. He's going to be in for a big, big day if Kyler's back. Those two are best friends. Um, and then Michael Wilson should be back as well. He was limited today. And from what the beat writers have been saying, it looks like he's going to be full go. Um, Kyler really worked best when he had the two wide receivers. He had Hollywood and Hopkins. He does tend to like go at one. But I don't think Michael Wilson needs a ton of targets to make um, himself have a big day. So, I think both of those guys are good to go. And then on the Falcon side, London is still limited in practice. I don't know if he'll be out there, but I am just going to tell you don't play anybody on this team. I am not going to tell you to play Kadero Hodge. This isn't this is not the podcast that's going to tell you to play Kadero Hodge. It's just not going to be ever. And I hate Arthur Smith. Our new audience doesn't know my hatred of Arthur Smith, but well, they just learned it, dude. You just gave a whole spiel. All right. Anyway, who wins this game? Hated him for two years. Everyone out there, it's been two years. Everybody else is just now catching up. That's fine. Who wins? Cardinals. I got Atlanta winning this. I don't think okay. Kyler's back yet. Not fully, at least. You know. Um, all right. Oh, we got, he wouldn't play out there if he was. We got a first IDP question. We are an IDP guys. Uh, we are yes. IDP family. Uh, this guy has some great linebackers here. Uh, he says, pick three: Quincy Williams, Bobby Wagner, Logan Wilson, or Jordan Brooks. Uh, just looking at this great, great linebacker room. I think you should flip one of them. Uh, I would say number one, it's not Quincy Williams. You are starting him week in and week out. I don't care what happened last week It is not it. Uh, Bobby Wagner, the ageless wonder seems to keep doing it. 
My only issue here is Washington doesn't really like running the ball except for with Brian Robinson, which could equal a bunch of Bobby Wagner tackles. Um, if I had to sit one, it's Logan Wilson because the running backs just aren't working for Houston. I think they know it. I think they're going to throw a lot and Jordan Brooks, you almost can't sit as well. Uh, so maybe you want to flip one of the Seattle boys, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, Jordan Brooks has the injury that just popped up. Not aware what it was, but he was limited at practice hmm. today. So monitor that one. He's probably fine, but hamstring injury too. So maybe actually yeah. sit Jordan Brooks. My bad. I, I did miss that. Yeah, I think I would. Yeah, I think that's what I would do. Um, if Jordan Brooks is healthy, then I would probably sit Wagner. But that's just me. Yeah, I would sit Wagner or Wilson if Jordan Brooks is fully healthy. Uh, Brooks and Quincy Williams should always be in your lineup, those two, and then you should pick between Wagner and Wilson. But Yep, I agree with that. I agree. I don't know who this is, but I love this. Do y'all work for... Christopher Possum Harris. We need to find this guy and get him on our show. Don't even know who that is. Uh, DM this account and give us that person's contact information because we would love to see what Christopher Possum Harris is up to. We need to have a possum episode. Just straight possums. Possum talk. Maybe a little bit of fantasy mm-hmm. football. Um, anyway. Zoo expert. <laughs> let's get into some more football. This hey, is actually... Brandon Brandon could have a pretty good just possum. We can bring he Brandon dropped, in like, he dropped like 50 possum facts on hey, me like that. It this, was awesome. We this, just got to get him drunk. This crowd actually hasn't heard our possum rants yet, other than the beginning of this episode. So we'll just leave that go for now. Uh, but let's get into the best game of football this week. Uh, I'm going to coin it America's Game of the Week. If they don't, they're dumb. Uh, Detroit versus Los Angeles Chargers. Um, a very underwhelming Monday night game. Uh, needs to be a little bit better for Herbert this week. Although I get if you're frustrated and want to sit Herbert this week, but you should not. You should you should play him. This should be a high scoring game, even if he's bad. Uh, the finger, I get it. It looks awful. He he just looks uncomfortable back there. He looks like he's guarding <clears> his <throat> finger the whole time. Uh, but the Lions' defense has been known to give up some points, probably because they just score too much. Uh, but you could and probably should sit Everett if you have better options. But I, I think you write it out here just because he should be able to get six or eight points at least. Uh, and then Goff, I, I know it hasn't been great. The Chargers defense is just so abysmal uh, at times. Uh, so I, 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 other than the, the pass rush, that's phenomenal. I'll give them that. Uh, but even Derwin's uh, burnable, and this this team is going to score some points. It's going to be a good game. Uh, so Goff, and you don't even need me to tell you about Laporta. He's starting every week, week in and week out. I'm actually in a, a bind. I have Laporta and Kincaid. I don't know who to start, but I'm probably going to go with Laporta because just it's just wild. Flex one of them. Oh, shit, I could. Yeah. I've Thanks, been man. I've been double dogging tight ends in one league all year. So. Damn, I haven't done that at all, but I might be doing that this week. Thanks, double dogging tight double ends. Dog what a sentence! What a sentence! Mm. We need some shirts, man. Oh, real. Um, so Dan Campbell came out and said on Monday that David Montgomery trending towards return to action on Sunday, so should be good to go. He also said the Gibbs has earned a lot of snaps. And then, of course, there's Craig Reynolds on this team, which we won't get into right now. Uh, I think Monty is right back in your lineups as the alpha. Uh, if he plays, start him confidently. Gibbs may be very active in the passing game if the Chargers do what we expect the Chargers to do. So start both of these guys. Uh, I like it. Now, the Lions' defense is real solid against running backs, but Eckler is not a normal running back. Please temper your expectations for him, though. Even with his passing game work, the Lions have allowed the fewest receptions to running backs in the league as well as the fewest rushing yards. 
They have faced Bijan, Kenneth Walker, Isaiah Pacheco, Rashad White, and all the Baltimore running backs. So they have been put to the test and they have succeeded thus far. Yeah, I think you're under I think you're underestimating what I understand you're it's kind of a reverse jinx almost for you, but I feel like you're underestimating what Gibbs's uh role will be in this offense going forward. I mean, I really think that he earned part of this role. I mean, it's still going to be Montgomery's backfield for sure. I do agree with you on that, but I do think that Gibbs has earned a part of this backfield and will continue to have some. And it's going to be a pretty decent percentage as to the the limited percentages it was. And you know, a part of this is keeping him healthy for the future, the long term. This is that's the whole point of why Montgomery's here is to kind of lead him into being that I don't want to say bell cow, bell cow back, but to in case this situation happens again, you know, Montgomery's <clears throat> here for the next three years. I mean, it's it's a three year. This is a three year thing. They're, we're gonna have to get used to it. So that's true. See, I think the addition to Gibbs originally, and at the beginning of the season, I don't know if you guys remember, the Lions were just rolling people completely. So Montgomery was just leading and getting fed all the time i think that's why we didn't see a whole lot of gibbs but after we saw gibbs you can't put the genie back in the bottle so i just i want to see how those snaps divvy up now that they're both featured if you the only problem is they have a really easy schedule the rest of the year we got chargers chicago green bay the saints chicago denver sorry joe minnesota dallas seven week 17 and then minnesota i mean they have a really easy schedule they can roll into the playoffs like easily and they could actually take the number one seed from the eagles if you know this Eagles slip in these next few games which they have a tough schedule coming up so uh they could take the number one seed and how crazy would that be to see detroit as the number one seed in the nfc i would i don't want to see it personally as an eagles fan but i don't trust this team yeah, they could lose. They could lose for sure, but they haven't. They've they've faced adversity so far this year. So True. this game is actually right. a big one for them. On to the wide receivers. You got Amon Ross St. Brown. That's it for Detroit right now. Sorry. Ooh. Jameson Williams does not have my trust yet. And then DPJ is limited with a rib injury, and it doesn't look like he's going to get a full amount of snaps this week, according to Dan Campbell. So don't think this is the week for DPJ just yet. Okay, that was all I was going to say. Is DPJ's addition is interesting and intriguing. He is. I love and it. I would love to see if they get how much they get him out here this week. It's um, a great depth they... ad for them. That was one of the best moves at the trade deadline, honestly. For sure. Um, and then the Chargers, Keenan Allen, Quentin Johnston. I like him in a flex spot. Um, I, he's getting the targets. He's just got to kind of actually make them into something. Um, yeah. By the way, weird note though, DPJ has not appeared on an injury report at all this entire season. But when he gets to Detroit and they go through his physical, he finds out that he has a rib injury. It's kind of weird, right? Basically, like you know, Deshaun Watson has a whole like therapeutic care staff in Cleveland. Well, I know, but so you know, like he, he doesn't, he doesn't have trust the Browns staff. Like you know how he doesn't trust the Browns staff. Like maybe there is something to that. Like that's really <laughs> weird, right? Oh, number fucking four. Let's go, Joe. Ah, <laughs> uh, I love it, Joe. I tried, to, I tried to just power through it. No, we weren't going to allow it. We weren't going <laughs> to allow can, it. This is what we are, man. Tell. We're offensive and offensive. If you don't get it, you don't get it, you know? True. But I believe there is something wrong with the Browns staff. If they couldn't catch DPJ's rib injury and they find it when he gets traded to another team, that's very strange. Or they were hiding it, for sure. Well, yeah, that's right. what I'm saying. You can't trust them. Um, I've got the Lions, and I'm going to power through some questions here. Lions, um, I also have the Lions, and I'll allow powering through questions. 
All right. So Will Power says, what are your thoughts on Drew Tranquil for the rest of the season? He's got Quincy, Mosley, Edwards, Wagner, and Al Shahir. We're not playing Drew Tranquil over those guys, are we? Same question for Kaiser White. No, Kaiser absolutely White, not. Uh, Kaiser White can be filled in there uh, over Al Shahir, potentially Wagner. Uh, I think there's an option for Kaiser to play, but I think Drew Tranquil, let's see some consistency first, personally. Yeah, Tranquil is awesome. I just didn't have a good game last week. If you're trying to pick him up, yes, do that. But I wouldn't start him over those guys as of right now. Rug says he's got Xavier McKinney, Donovan Wilson, Jalen Thompson, Marquise Bell, Cameron Curl, and Derwin James. He needs four of them. I Not think Donovan it Wilson. is. I think it's Jalen Thompson, Marquise Bell, Cameron Curl, and Derwin James yep. is what I would do. The last four. Agreed. Donovan Wilson, I just cut in the league. I'm over it. Marquis Bell played the most snaps of any def- Cowboys defensive player last week. He did pop up on the injury report, but he is just fine. So I like him. Go. Yeah. Sorry him everywhere. Um, Yeet Man says, Billy, you are the only one who has a Rams Baker jersey, which is absolutely hilarious. Damn and Scooby. then he follows that up with is Gibbs and Hall close. Um, I would say Brees Hall has the reins of that backfield. So Hall gets a... Uh, much higher grade for me, but Gibbs is yes, me too. Fish. If Montgomery didn't make it back, sure, but he did, so sorry. It's all yep. over Gibbs. Hall, Hall is the more valuable person in that My situation. Yep. Oh, I thought he meant Gibbs and you at first, to be honest. So, oh yeah, yeah, Gibbs would def- well. I definitely would say that I'm over Gibbs if we're being clear. Gibbs or green shirt. Gibbs or green yep. shirt. Yeah, you got to really get it correct. And uh, Ruger made an inappropriate <laughs> joke about Watson. Um, we would never <laughs> condone some stuff like that. Let's get into some more football. All right, another division game. Uh, we did pick our winner, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah, we picked yours. Uh, New York Giants versus Dallas. Uh, this should be a great game, might look similar to the Philadelphia Eagles, maybe a little different. Um, Tommy DeVito didn't actually play a terrible game, a couple interceptions, uh, but he's a rookie, so to be expected. Uh, you should probably have a better option if we're being completely completely honest uh desperate desperation super flex fill in maybe there is a chance that this this guy actually goes out here he's, he's a young guy we don't know much about it but this is a tough defense so don't expect expect to break out this week maybe next week though you never know uh Dak prescott could not flip into the end zone on that third down but he is averaging 20 plus points in the last three games or 30 plus points i think i might have mistyped that and it should be in every lineup and i really just want to shame publicly anyone who dropped him throughout this year you, you deserve to be shamed he should have at least been your backup quarterback unless you have five people on your bench. Anyway, Jake Ferguson also couldn't get into the end, end zone on that same drive, just a little short. Uh, sorry, Cowboys fans, I had to do it. But both, you, you should definitely start him as well. And with Darren Waller on the IR, Daniel Bellinger should be picked up everywhere. Not quite started yet, but if DeVito latches on, this could be a thing. Uh, and we just got to remember, we got to see what happens. He was really phenomenal before that eye injury last year. So I really want to see it. So if you, if you have an empty bench spot, I think you should swoop them up. Or if say someone goes out at the last minute, you're like, eh, who should I pick up? It's Daniel Bellinger. It is good to see Daniel Bellinger, especially after that eye injury last year. I mean, that was bad. He, he got a few targets last week. It wasn't great, but I mean, you know, teams how to be a team awesome. over here. We'll always cheer for the touchdowns. And then, Okay, so Tony Pollard's problem is they're just not using him creatively. Kellen Moore got him in space. Schottenheimer just seems content to run him right up the middle. 
they should be using Pollard to hammer out this victory. The Giants have allowed 10 rushing touchdowns and almost 1,000 yards to running backs in nine games, so start him with confidence. And then Saquon gets a tough defense, but he should be catching a lot of balls in this one. Although Damone Clark and Marquise Bell seem to be more effective at defending the dump off than Van Der Esch was, you are obviously starting Saquon. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, wide receivers-wise, uh, Darius Slayton, very popular waiver pickup this week. I would say I wouldn't expect a lot, but he is, you know, good in a pinch if you are desperate and losing players or have a bunch of buys. Um, and also Wandale Robinson. I know it's not consistent. I know he's going to disappoint you. He just does that sometimes. But at the same time, if you need him, he's not a bad option. Um, CD Lamb, guys, you have, have you ever heard of CD Lamb? Well, he got 16 targets this week. Dallas, the hell has this been? Like, we've only been asking for you to use your number one wide receiver, like the number one wide receiver for, I don't know, three years, however long he's been drafted onto this team. And they finally did it. And guess what? 11 catches, 191 yards. And that is the CD Lamb we all want to see all the time. I don't know what the hell Dallas is thinking. Um, Jalen Tolbert actually got a lot of work this week. I think everybody was kind of like, what the hell are you doing? Throwing to Jalen Tolbert, but whatever. Uh, they did it and he had a, yes, Josh cooks was outside on slay for most of the game. Uh, they did swap a little bit, but for the most part, uh, CD was on like Bradley Roby or whatever. Again, why throw it to Jalen Tolbert when you have CD eating, feasting Feasting on this defense? Why are you throwing it to random slot corner? Oh, CD Brown was on Um, a little bit too, but anyway. Yeah, bro, I just love when Jalen Tolbert. I've been waiting on this breakout forever, and then they sign fucking Martavis Bryant. Don't and worry, I don't think you need to worry about Martavis Bryant. I, I think I, I do for Jalen Tolbert purposes. Yeah, I don't think you do Fair either. Anyway, you will cut into Jalen Tolbert's very limited workload. Yes, if you want to get cute, put in Gallup, put in Tolbert, put in Cooks. But this is a CD Lamb team, and I am just super excited that we got to actually see what CD Lamb could be if they fed him like a, the number one wide receiver that he is. I just, I don't, why are, why did we wait this long to do something like all this? All right. And for it. those, and I, I, don't, I don't disagree with you at all, Billy, 30 targets in two games is pretty phenomenal. But just for those who don't know, Billy, huge uh, OU fan. So any Oklahoma fan is going to be really hyped up by Ombre Vendor. So just. Oh, you know. Okay. That's, but you know, that's not what I mean. Like, I don't mean it. I know Devontae you don't mean Adams. it, but I'm just he trying to, I'm trying Brown. to explain to a new audience. DeAndre Hopkins. He should be like treated like these guys. But and he's from OU. So you feel more strongly about it. Hey, you didn't, you didn't hear me say anything about Marquise Brown getting. 11, no, 12, they haven't had a quarterback for targets. 14 weeks. But He's anyway. named after a vintage media device, so we love him. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, um, Dallas wins Cowboys this game. Win. Let's stop Easily. talking about it. Easily, um, by the way. All right. And then we get into a, another pretty shitty game, but probably should be good the way these teams are playing. Washington versus Seattle. Uh, <laughs> Sam Howell, two great weeks, 300 yards the last two weeks. Needs those touchdowns to be passing. Uh, instead of rushing touchdowns, but four touchdowns just two weeks ago against the Eagles. Uh, Seattle should be able to feast against him. Uh, he should be in your lineups, especially with a couple of good quarterbacks out. Uh, and Geno Smith should not be in your lineups. Uh, I understand he could do okay, uh, 100%. He could, but he probably won't. I mean, Washington's defense isn't great, but he just hasn't. He's been very inconsistent. I just would rather you not if you have the choice. And Seattle doesn't have any tight ends, so don't worry about that. But you do need to worry about Logan Thomas. Um, 
he seems to be catching the meaningful balls. That's the great thing. Uh, he catches the touchdowns. He catches, you know, the important balls. He's always looked to uh, at first downs and on third downs and, you know, the plays that matter. Put Logan Thomas in your lineup. I, I just feel like he needs to be. He's actually, what, tight end 13, 14 on the year. Um, and it's just kind of been a mediocre. If you look at the collection of numbers, it's not like phenomenal. It doesn't blow bat, blast off the page. But he deserves to be started. Logan Thomas at 32. Appreciate that as a 32-year-old. Shout out to keeping us older folks feeling good. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. So uh, the running backs here, uh, Wolf for the commanders. Uh, since week four, Brian <laughs> Robinson has broken one tackle compared to six his first three weeks. He has cleared 70 rushing yards just once all year, and his receiving work is inconsistent. The Seahawks are a great matchup. You are still praying that he scores. Outside of a monster week two, he has only averaged 9.8 PPR points, which with the running back landscape is not the worst you could do. The Seahawks are not allowing nearly as many receptions as the Patriots are to running backs. So even though Gibson had a good week last week, kind of, it's very iffy flex option and should be used only in desperation. Joe, you know the worst now, part about this is but, Brian Robinson is running back 12 on the year, and it just pisses me off. I know. It's uh, that one, I think it was week two. He just yep. absolutely had a monster, but it wasn't even monsters. Answer, 87 yards and 42 passing. Like that's 200. That's 120 yards. He had two touchdowns. It's the touchdowns that get him. He's got what? Two, three, four, five, six, seven touchdowns on the year. Yep. Uh, you really, if he doesn't score, he doesn't do shit for you. Mm -hmm. Um, so the commanders, they just traded away two of their best defensive assets. And then the Patriots went out last week and had one of their best rushing days against them. Zach Charbonnet outsnapped Walker for the second straight week. So this is something to monitor. But last week was just a really bad week for the Seahawks. I like Kenneth Walker to bounce back in a big way here. He did miss practice today as a chest issue. So watch out for that. If he does miss, Charbonnet absolutely is in the lineup. What is going on with Kenneth Walker? Why is Pete Carroll like, yep, now we're using Charbonnet? Not week one, but week well, he's eight. hurt. Well, he's like dinged up, right? Isn't that what the theory is? Is that he's not 100%. chest injury? Yes, I understand that, but like, I mean, I understand last week. I mean, sure, out snap. Well, yeah, the blowout. Yeah, that makes but sense. But like, even in Cleveland, like, it seemed like they were like, and I think before the week, they were like, yeah, we're going to use Charbonnet a little bit more this week. You know, he, he deserves to be on the field. And I'm like, yeah, but like, shouldn't he have deserved to be on the field week one? Like, what was he just like an outcast to your team? You drafted in the second round, whatever. I'll, I'll never understand. Um, wide receiver wise, McLaurin, Dotson. Beautiful to see both of them get had, have a pretty decent game um, against a Patriots defense that's actually pretty good. Uh, Seattle-wise, you got to keep playing DK, but I can totally understand if you are thinking about benching him for somebody that you know you maybe wouldn't ever think to do that with. Geno just doesn't really have it this year with him, so I can't blame you. Lockett and JSN, I actually kind of like that because Geno's really good at the like intermediate stuff. Um, so I could see both of them having decent games depending on what the game situation is, but I'm assuming it's going to be shootout esque with Washington. And so I could see both of them going off, but DK, uh, I'm a little nervous about it. Yeah. I don't love JSN. Honestly, is a solid play. He's been getting nine, yeah. 10 points and half point PPR. Not even upset about it. Also, uh, just just to appease the IDP fans out there, play Boye Mafe. Uh, seven straight sacks in seven straight games. Wild. Yeah. yeah. Speaking on another IDP thread, uh, 
Neither Casey Tuhill or James Smith Williams did a damn thing last week. They stepped in for Chase Young and Montez Sweat. I really pop there, but it is a situation to monitor going forward. Yeah, um, and just uh, sure. well, all right, let's let's pick a winner. Um, Washington. I got Seattle. I don't even care. I got Washington as well. Sure, take it. All right, uh, Kevin Kevin Scott on uh, YouTube says Kyler for Puka, and I say yes as long as it's not Dynasty. Don't do it for Dynasty. Super flex. I'd be a little concerned too, but questionable. mm. Yes. Uh, But I think one one QB, I could I could listen to it. I think you got chances for later. Um, I don't know. Puka could be something big, especially if Cooper moves on and the Rams turn into something. Puka's on that team for the long run. So Um, you think Draymond gets home versus Hal? Everyone gets home versus Hal every single time. No internal. He's going to do it this week, this year. It's going to be this week. Yeah. One of my big misses here was Draymond. Three more sacks added on last week against that Washington O-line. Oh, yeah. It's going to keep going. And uh, Will Power, Logan Thomas or McBride? Uh, I think it's Logan Thomas this week. But let's see what happens with uh, Kyler for McBride. I just want to see the combo happen. I don't think it even happened last year whenever Ertz was there. Um, And he was the number two. And then Montez Sweat, Mafe, Juwan. Thanks for taking that. Jermaine Johnson. Jermaine Johnson and Tuli or Matabuke. I'm going Boye Mafe, dude. He just keeps going, and this is against Sam Howell, dude. Like he's just going to get home. Uh, and Matabuke Matabuke is my guy, man. That dude has been on an effing roll. Sucks that you can only play one of them. I'd love to see the rest of this team because Jermaine yeah, Johnson's been going off too. D line is hard to find too. Yeah, Matabuke has been going off too. Um, Tuli's been kicking ass. Montez yeah, you got a great D line core, dude. Last week. I thought I had a good D line core, and then you pulled up with that. I didn't like it. I was about to say, Will, Sweat's who are taking your down starters? Bryce Young? Sweat is taking down Bryce Young this week. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's let's get another game while Will Power comes up with people. Uh, Las Vegas and New York Jets and Bill, I got to talk to you. What happened to these flexing of primetime games? I thought you said they could flex two. You want to hear my conspiracy theory about this? Yeah, I would love to. I think that they knew all along that they were going to fire Josh McDaniels because now the Raiders are interesting. And it's like, what are the odds that 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 shit happens this week? Well, okay, you say that. And then Aaron Rodgers throws three passes before the game and everybody's talking about the Jets. No, like this seems like if anybody was to ever convince me that the NFL is scripted, this shit right here is bonkers that like, A, you have the Aaron Rodgers is going to be back in like three weeks storyline. And then you have the Josh McDaniels gets fired and everybody's really excited for Antonio Pierce storyline. And that like somehow connects like this week on Sunday night. It doesn't make any sense normally, but those are two really good storylines going into this game. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like the game's probably not going to be fun, but the outside of football story is not bad. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. But I, I agree with you. But like, let's talk about this. Like, I get why I put the Jets on Monday night and Sunday night and back to back weeks when Aaron Rodgers was supposed to be the quarterback, but he's not. Flex either one of those games. Like, you could have put Eagles Cowboys on Monday night or Sunday night. Like, ugh. Like, I know it's not happening this week, but like, what is this? Like, we got to watch. All right. Anyway, let's get into it. Well, now um, any game can be flexed. So, like, there's no limits anymore. They could, any game going forward, they could be flexed. So, you could, you, you're telling me you couldn't have we'll put uh, Detroit versus the Chargers or 
Cleveland, Baltimore. Tell me, man, this game has more storylines than those. That's that's the thing. Sure. Okay. Anyway, let's uh, let's talk about it. So Aiden O'Connell's still starting, I think, uh, and you're still sitting them, so don't worry about that. Uh, Zach Wilson is also starting, or well, for the team that is, he's sitting for you as well. Okay. Uh, Mayor sitting as well. Conklin can actually be used, so there's some actual good news on this front. But other than that, this game is trash, and it shouldn't be it shouldn't be aired at all. Blackout. Media blackout. Nobody can watch Sunday Night Football. I just love the over-under being 36. <laughs> it might be one of the lowest over-unders I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Nobody can even score points against bad defenses. <laughs> Seriously. Um, Brees is going to absolutely slaughter the Raiders, just FYI. I know the Raiders are more fired up, but still, Brees is my RB2, RB2 this week. So, sorry, Brees. And then Josh Jacobs is getting the rock, and that is going to continue. The Jets are a very tough matchup. I think we see Jacobs with a fairly mediocre game here, but you got to start him. With the exception of the Chiefs, the only time the Jets have given up over 100 yards in a game is when the opponents have rushed 35 times against them. So if Josh Jacobs gets 35 carries, he might get 100 yards. I would love to see Jacobs play football again. I don't know. What happened? Like, is he just trying not to get injured? He's leading the league in rushes, so not 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 for lack of trying. His rushing attempts are the number one in the league. Weird. Um, the whole team's jacked up. Man. Wide receiver wise, Jacoby Myers and Devontae Adams are gonna come out on fire. I can just feel it. This seems like, even though the Jets have a good pass defense, I still think this is a good chance for them to come out and show some things. Um, on the Jets side, Wilson Garrett Wilson seems to be just matchup proof almost I, I like he's getting anything he wants he's flexing how good of a wide receiver he's going to be when he gets a good quarterback behind uh center and then um i still like alan lazard as a flex play look it wasn't good last week but he got six targets he's still getting the targets it's just not always connecting he does always seem to come up with a big play and then it just gets called back by you know a penalty or two so i would go with either of those guys in this matchup this is going to be Devontae Adams' worst year and, and since he was a rookie, basically. Like, this yeah. is so bad. Well, this is what happens when they decide the quarterback should be chosen by Josh McDaniels. Yeah. It's rough, dog. Like, I, I, I don't feel... I, I You got to be pissed if you're a Vegas Raiders fan. Like, or if you live in Vegas, you're just well, like... Well, now hey, you feel free. <laughs> now that you have him out of there. And yeah, but like, do you really think you're going to make anything out of this year with Aiden O'Connell or Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, what's wild is the seventh season. The AFC is so wide open right now. Any team that like, well, I understand Raiders it's the good it. move for now, but like, do you really feel confident in anything that's happening this year? Like, I mean, you're not winning anything. Like if you make it to the playoffs, what are you going to do? Lose the chiefs or the Bengals or whoever you end up playing? No, they're going to figure out the quarterback. Baker Mayfield, he'll be available, I'm sure. So go for him. <laughs> Baker well, Mayfield, add him to the Vegas. jersey to the wall. Jersey, yeah. Yep, I'll add him to the wall. Don't worry. Um, I'm taking the Raiders somehow, but I don't think it's great. Taking the Raiders, but I know it's going to be the Jets. I just know it. I, yeah, this seems I'm like a Jets because of the trap game. Speaking of, do you think Bryce Huff continues his sack streak on 30% of the snaps? Because hmm. it's somehow been going on. I don't, I don't know how. Not sure. Good answer. No, you know what? You know who I want to see? I want to see uh, our, our buddy's brother. Uh, they were talking about him, the Williams brother, Quinnen. 
They were talking about him hard on for him to, night. Yeah, because he doesn't have a sack this season, a full one he at least. A, yeah, yeah be, they're like, you need to give nice him, him some ideas to throw some sacks out there. I feel like Aiden O'Connell, this is the great opportunity to get a sack. Like, yeah, you'd think. Very much Billy so. in the D League, man. I, I saw you had Quinn and I was a little worried. I have Quinn and, and Quincy, but they both, like, this is a bad year for me in the D League. Yeah, I've been having a tough time. Anyway, let's get into the last game on the slate. And this is another game that should be flexed, but here we are. Denver versus Buffalo. Uh, Russ against Buffalo. Sure, it could happen, but like, just don't do it to yourself. Um, and there's no tight end on this team until Dolch Dolchich gets back. And Josh Allen and Dalton Kincaid connection is real. Kincaid. 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 Uh, finally, with Knox out, Kincaid can be what everyone thought he was when drafted. And boy, does he look good, but only when Knox is out. That's it. It's good, man. It's pretty easy. That was good. Javante Williams got his biggest workload before going into the bye. He almost doubled his touches um, that he's gotten any game previously this year. I expect that to continue. The Bills are a very tough adversary, really have clamped down in recent weeks. With Bernard possibly missing this one, Williams is a really solid start in general, but he even gets a bump if Bernard misses. McLaughlin will get his minimal touches. You could start him in a pinch if you need to. And then James Cook only had six carries last week. He supplemented that with some receiving work to put up a decent day. The Broncos are a great matchup, but we have to see what happens when Fournette cuts his teeth in this offense. I assume he will step kind of right into a 30-40% roll. Uh, went up to speed. I would start Cook, but please be prepared for a rough showing there. Is is Fournette available to start soon? I think, I think so. he can start this week. I haven't yeah. seen anything there's, about there's it. There's no uh, news on it. He's going to yeah. come in for Latavius Murray. James. Oh, yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely Murray's role for sure. James Cook only has one goal line uh, – uh, attempt this entire year, and it was when Latavius Murray was out. So, should tell you what they think of James Cook. Yeah, what is uh, ja what is James Cook's deal, or what is their deal with James Cook? He like runs the ball for five yards per carry, and then they're like, "Yeah, and, fuck you." Same dude. problem they had with Zach Moss, man. Zach Moss goes Singletary to Indy, he looks fantastic, and when he's with them, it's like mm, not good. Um, yeah, no. Wide receiver wise, Diggs, Davis, Shakir, I like all of them. I think this is a decent week to throw all of them out there. Josh Allen's just not consistent throwing to wide receivers. It's just not going to happen. Shakir and Diggs are probably the best option, and Gabe Davis is either going to be really, really good or he's going to be really, really bad. It just kind of depends on how Josh Allen's feeling that day because his passes are all over the place sometimes. It's frustrating watching Josh Allen play football because uh, it, really it is just not what you think. Every time he, he loads to throw one deep, you just feel like it's not going to get caught. Like it's either going to be overthrown, underthrown, or the wide receiver is going to bounce off his hands or something. Like it just feels like those never connect anymore. Throwing that's a pick in five he, straight games. I mean, expect another was, one. Well, yeah, that that's like clockwork now. Um, and then on the Broncos side, Judy and Sutton are both good plays. I'm sorry, Marvin Mims owners. I think it might be another year. I, I just I don't think Russ is the answer for this. And I think you're going to need a guy who can load up and let one go for Mims. And I, Russ just doesn't have that. But Jody and Sutton should have good games. Yeah, Mims. You said that watching Josh Allen is painful. Watching Cortland Sutton with him in your lineup is very painful because well, that's 
That's the Denver. He somehow catches a touchdown most of the time, but it is very sketchy the whole, whole game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, Mims, dude, I don't understand. There was like three weeks where they just like used him very sparingly, two or three targets, and then there was just like a game, like a game against KC. They just didn't use him. I mean, they they lost that game, and then they they played him, and then won, and then he got one target. Like, I, it doesn't make sense. It. I don't get it either. There's not like there's anyone better to take his third, the third role, but here we are. Buffalo wins, and let's just end it there, please. Yep. Yeah, I guess they do win, but mm, I don't love it. Yeah, here we are. There's a chance Buffalo doesn't get into the playoffs this year, guys. I'm not going to lie. They haven't really even gotten to the nah, tough part of their schedule. They'll make the playoffs. Eagles get to play uh, play them against in Kelly Green. Maybe a six or seven seed. That's the worst part for the Bills. They're going to be a six or a seven seed, and that should tell. Have where to play at. well. That you know what's cool about that? They'll have to play the Bengals or and could knock off the Bengals or the Chiefs or something or the Jags or something early. It's gonna. It, it makes it interesting when teams are like in a low seed. You know. I guess I just the Bills aren't very good, so <laughs> I'm not Wait, worried about it. Is someone going to leapfrog them in their division? That I'm missing here. Oh, Miami. Never mind. Duh. Well, Miami, Miami will for sure. And then I don't know, man. Don't Miami's know, man. fallen to two They're... big, big teams. Can they play the good teams? That's the real question. Yes. Tune in next week to find out. <laughs> oh, next episode of Dragon Ball Z. I'm just kidding. I never watched that show, but here we are. Anyway, anyone want to sign us out? Do we have any? Uh, will Power did mention he has Sweat and Granderson, and all those people are free agents, which is just wild to me. Yeah. Uh, I want to be in that league. I do too. For sure. All right. First episode in the books with the IDP guys. Thanks everyone out there for tuning in to tonight's episode. Please follow us on all of our socials. Um, We will be putting up other content like during the season. um, Just if anybody's still in here, just milling about. This is what we do during the season. We just kind of break down every game and our content's really based around trying to help people get matchups. But as we get further on in the season and matchups, you know, shows don't really make as much sense. We will get into further like dynasty content. We'll start getting draft content. We'll start having some of our friends stop by and we'll talk to them um, as well. We got plenty of those ready to come on at all times. So just stay tuned. If, if you're not a big start sit guy, don't worry. That's not all we do. We go all year round and we talk about every type of football um, that's out there. So except for soccer. Stay tuned. Well, not football, but yeah, exactly. So. That being said, for the first time on the IDP Guys channel, Joe, get us out of here. Good night.